Hey, it's Katie. I've got another special guest for you today. We're going to hear from a man who is no stranger to business or ministry and find out what he's doing for the youth and the future entrepreneurs of Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to For Your Success with Katie Horner, an inspiring program about overcoming the I'm too small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. of Handprint Legacy and the For Your Success Podcast. Thank you for being with us today. I want to start off today highlighting one of our listeners, 5KY Cats has left us a review and she says, Katie and her guests provide such fresh encouragement. It's an amazing blessing to hear that we are not alone in battling the doubts and fears that we have in growing our ministry or business. Thank you and keep them coming, quickly becoming one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you very much, 5KY Cats. We appreciate you leaving that review. We love hearing from you all and hearing what you like about the show. And it's because of reviews like this that we have a new guest on our show today. This particular gentleman is a business owner turned pastor and is now busy creating a financial literacy program for the youth of Brooklyn, New York and the internet. And so without further ado, I would like to welcome to the show, Mr. Neron Tillman. Neron, it's great to have you with us today. I would love uh, for you to tell folks kind of the story behind One Ministries and what you're doing there. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about the opportunity to interview with you guys. Um, One Ministry is church in the heart of Greenpoint, Brooklyn. We meet um, Sunday for an hour. And we're going to expand as we continue to build. But the whole point of us coming together was to remove diversity. Uh, I grew up Pentecostal, so I'm heavy in denomination. I'm ordained Baptist. And the first church I pastored was um, a Disciples of Christ Church. And I see how, I saw how denominations, and I experienced how denominations cause divide. And I wanted to start something where people could feel comfortable coming, not having to dress up traditionally, not having to be um, traditional. While we still taught the traditions, but I figured that this was a way to get and to reach millennials and to reach people that would not necessarily feel um, welcome into a steepled brick and mortar um, legacy church. I think you're right on there because even even in scripture, the command is not to bring them in to get them saved. It's to go out and reach mm-hmm. them where they are, right? I thought long and hard about it. You know, when I first came back to church, I grew up in church and then for some years I, I, I stopped going to church. And it was because of the divide I felt or not being, not, not feeling welcome. I felt personally as a teenager that I, I couldn't find a place in church. And in the context of African-Americans, at 18 years old, most African-American men stopped going to church, Mm -hmm. even if they grew up in church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was one of those men, unless they're in leadership. They usually come back there to preacher or to praise and worship leader or musician, but they don't just attend. I wanted to be a solution to that problem. 
Wow. That's awesome. And, and I Thank see you. that you're doing that through the different ministries that you have there at, at one ministries church. Um, you've got a youth ministry and a financial literacy ministry, which I particularly wanted to hear about. Um, and the women's ministry and your Sunday services. Tell us what a, a week looks like in inside of your work. Well, right now we're doing most of our stuff digitally. We just moved into our new location. So we're in a, again, it's a, a movie theater and we have access to the space. And what we wanted to do, we partnered with this uh, Stewart Cinema because they kind of were in line with what we wanted to do for the community. They were in line with what they wanted to do as far as um, movies, because they looked at the prices to go to the movies in New York for a family of three would cost you close to a hundred dollars, $20 for a movie ticket. (laughs) So 20 times, even the child's ticket, maybe like 11 to $13. So they were a smaller theater and they wanted to cater and show shows um, that was developed for by smaller independent film owners. Mm So, it seats 80 to 100 people at a time, and it's a more quaint setting. But it gave me all of the technology that I needed to still be able to do the slides and to do presentations. So I felt like that was a perfect synergy for us to be able to um, collaborate with them. And our financial literacy piece, I'm an entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 19, and I grew up in a low-income housing area developed in New York called Farakaway on Beach 40 of Housing Street Projects. And I recognized that in order to change the dynamic of where people are, it doesn't just necessarily have to, it can't just be spiritual. It has to be a combination of spirituality and um, literacy, whether it's financial literacy, whether it's industry literacy, whatever type of literacy, that we push, but literacy has to be at the forefront of what it is that we do. And because I've been in business for so long, um, what appealed to me is financial literacy, how to think about finances, youth and young adults, how to think about money, how money operates, how money flows in currency, um, what it means to embrace money. Because people say, that money is the root of all evil, but the scripture says the love of money is, is the root of all evil. How not to covet, how not to covet money, how not to covet success, but how to be successful and remain humble and, and to really be impactful in, in life. So tell me, how, how does somebody get into your financial literacy program if they wanted to help, if they've got a young person who needs what this program is offering, um, where where do they find out more? Well, what we're in... <clears throat> They can email me at Tillman, T-I-L-L-M-A-N, at oneministries.church. Okay. And what we're developing now is an online literacy program. Okay. So we won't need a brick-and-mortar facility. So we're developing that. But we're also going to be doing Saturday morning literacy programs where we're going to come in and, and sit down with a group of young young people and <clears throat> teach them about financial literacy. We have not set our – we're going to do that in the spring. We like to do things like that during times when the schools are out, mm-hmm. um, like for a week or so, so that we can kind of get in contact with the kids on a more 
on a um, consistent basis. And then in the summertime, we do a, a program. Last summer, we did a program for six weeks where we taught the kids um, financial literacy. Um, we did some meditation, prayer, and, and all of those things combined. So we, we had them twice a week for six weeks. Neat. Now, you mentioned that you were an entrepreneur early on in your adult life. Uh, tell us more mm -hmm. about that first business and how that has influenced you doing what you're doing today. Oh, wow. Um, my first business was construction. Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> I, yeah. I was in the construction um, when I was 19. My mentor, uh, he was a deacon at my church. His name was Willie Bates, and he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He knew that I... I I was a leader. I was a thought leader and, and stuff. So he brought me in as a worker first and I worked my way up and then I became partner probably within a year and a half to two years of um, um, a construction company. And I learned so much about construction, but I didn't know that those tools could be used in every business. Unfortunately, I had we, we lost a lot. We lost we lost a lot of money, and I learned a lot by losing. And I educated myself about the nuances of business. So I went back and I got one-on-one -on -one coaching. I went back and I learned about negotiation, contract writing, how to develop my thoughts, how to develop business practices, understanding systems, and how to implement systems. And that's when I actually became uh, a business owner. I really understood business, not when I was successful at making money, because we made a lot of money, but I didn't know what I was doing. I learned business by losing and in educating myself. When I first lost, I, I felt like I was, it was over. I wasn't going to make it back. I wasn't going to be able to build. And then by understanding systems, it remove the fear factor and it actually positioned me for now as I started our own ministry. It positioned me for now because I would not have had the the skill set to say, all right, I want to start a church because most people don't really view church as business, but there is a huge um, business side to church and ministry. Absolutely. That cannot be overlooked. <laughs> Right, right. You have you have marketing and you have finances and mm -hmm. you have you have mm -hmm. to have systems and you have uh, people and you have place. You know, you have all the same things go into ministry as they do in in church. And um, my mm -hmm. husband and I have been in ministry for several years, so I totally understand. But I love what you said about how I I was a business owner, but I didn't I wasn't a, the uh, the owner I could have been until I learned how to run the business. Right, because a lot of us think if we're making revenue that we're doing good, but revenue is yeah. not profit. And no, if yeah. you don't know, if you don't know how to manage all of that, then you're not a true business owner yet. And a lot of us like you have to learn from experience, right? For me, it was a, it was a horrible experience. We, me and my partner, we lost everything. Um, I ended up being homeless for a little while, um, staying in the house that we own with no heat, no lights. Um, because I did, I refused to to go back to where I came from, and I, my friends saw me as successful, and I wanted to per perpetuate that image. At first, I was like, "Oh God, why would you do this to me? We had all this money, now we have nothing." And then 
when I started to educate myself, I was like, it's not God's fault. It was my fault. <laughs> because, no, I mean, it, it was my fault. Because it, when I had the money, I should have invested better in my skills. I knew at the table, when I was at the table at these big board meetings and we were getting these contracts, I knew that there was times that I, I was overwhelmed and I didn't know what was going on. But I knew we were successful. And a, a huge part of our success was because we were one of the only minorities who had all of our paperwork together. We had all of our insurances, all of our licenses, and all of the things that was necessary to get us in the door. But what we didn't have is a system, or we didn't have a financial understanding, literacy system. We didn't have um, safeguard certain things that needed to be safeguarded against for us to really continue the success, the financial success. So just we made a lot of money, but that didn't mean that we were we built a good business. We didn't do a good job of building the business. And I think I I love that story because out of your out of your disaster, the Lord has now given you a bigger platform for ministry. Out of what you learned going through that and losing everything, now you can go on and train other kids, you know, others and, who are and, behind you to not make those same mistakes. And you know, and it took me, so I lost, I started, I lost everything when I was about 27. I'm 45 this year. In September, I'll be 45. It took me years because what I used to do, I didn't understand the concept of God being in, in, in involved in every area of my life. So I segmented myself. And in marketing, segmented segmentation is good, right? Because <laughs> you want to segment your audience, you want to, but <laughs> when you're dealing with God, there's no segment, right? I segmented, I'm a business person and I can't mix business with church. And this, so I, I didn't, there was times when I was going, when I was going through things, I felt like I had to fix it. Uh-huh. And in this new place that God has placed me in, in my life, all of the tools and all of the things that I've, Learned, I can now use the kingdom business. Absolutely. Yeah. And being able to empower not just my kids and impact the people that are effectively around me immediately, but impact um, a wider, broad community. Right. right. If I didn't go through those hurts, I wouldn't be at that place where I, was, I, I can settle in that. Absolutely. It, it, it's my story for his glory, right? If, if I had mm -hmm. not been through the valleys, if I'd not been through the hard times, I would not be who I am today and able to share what I can share with others for the glory of the Lord and what he's done and what he can help them through too. And that's, that's been a theme all throughout our life in ministry and in, in my new book, Faith Like Flamingos. That's the whole premise is that yes. who you are on the inside has to show on the outside. You can't separate who you are in your faith from who you are in your work, from who you are everywhere else. It has to come and the work that you, every area. The work that you do as a curriculum writer for um, homeschooling, I mean, it homeschooling is probably not popular in New York City, but I was I was listening to your story and and how you came about and like you said in one of your earlier shows, I've been listening and doing research. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to share that off to your audience. Like you said in one of your earlier shows, once you made your first thousand dollars, you knew it could be it could be done. Yeah, we we are always looking for 
the home run. But I grew up in the era of baseball where bunts and singles won a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just get me on the base. I could, you know, just get, just if I got a bunt, if I got to take a walk, if I got to get hit by a ball, just get me on the base pass. I'll come home. I'll ha- I might have to steal a base. I might have to uh, do a couple of things. We might have to hit and run. But if you're just standing there swinging for the fences, it'll never happen because you won't appreciate the single. You won't appreciate. I appreciate when when I get a contract, when I get something that, that happens, I really, really, really appreciate it. When I started my podcast, can I just talk about that just to show? Sure. When we started our podcast, we paid for time. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner and I, we were paying for airtime. We would... We were, we only could afford to do one show a month. Mm-hmm. And now God is blessed in less than a year because we were faithful to the one show. And we were, we were horrible in the beginning. We invested in our mics. We kept getting better. Every show we kept getting better and better. Less than a year, I got a phone call the same, or email and a phone call the same way that you emailed me about coming on your show. Someone wanted to produce our show. They gave us a small marketing budget. They put us on, I'm on Dreza, iHeartRadio, Podchasers, iTunes, and all these other platforms that when I started off, I never even, I didn't start off with the intent on being on any of those platforms. Right. I just started off because I felt like I had something to say and I wanted to expand what it is that I was doing. That's a good point too. And in the fact of being faithful with what you're given and letting the Lord grow it, I was telling, um, Kim on the, the, the podcast that I just did with Kim Strobel, we were talking about how you can only control what you can control, right? You do what mm-hmm. you know you're supposed to do. And then you take your hands off of the results and let God, God handle that. And it's amazing what he can do. Well, one of our key scriptures that uh, I often tell people is that the scripture says that the Lord will bless the works of your hands. Mm-hmm. If your hands are not working, you're not giving him anything to bless. Not giving him anything to work with, right? <laughs> no. So your hands in your pocket, what are you giving him to bless? You have to put your hands to something. And every one of us have something that we can provide to to the masses. We all have something that we can provide to the masses. Absolutely. Um, Your message matters. Yeah, and and never despise small beginnings. We look at $5 to five people. Somebody may be trying to start a ministry, and they're like, oh, nobody's coming. Mm -hmm. When we started our church, uh, like sometimes my son's like, Dad, nobody's coming. I said, any business that you start, nobody's going to come in the beginning. They come once you're consistent. Right, right. Right. any business you start, people don't, don't just say, oh, you started a business, let me go and support you. No, they'll support once everybody else supports them. And then they'll be saying, I was with you all along. And you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's that, that essence of faithfulness, right? You doing mm-hmm. what you know you have been called to do, regardless of the results, knowing that God's the one that gives the increase. He didn't tell us to go and give an increase. He told us to go to plant and water. And do the work yes. and leave the increase up to him. And I'm, I'm so thankful that that's what you're doing there 
um, in New York and with your people, with the youth program, the financial literacy program, we need more of that in today's world. And I'm so grateful that you guys have stepped up to do that, especially with your business background and the ministry background. I think that's absolutely amazing. So those of you listening in, I want you to go and check out Naron Tillman at Walking in Victory podcast. Um, follow him, subscribe to that show. If you want info about the, the financial literacy, you can email him at Tillman at oneministries.church. We'll also have the links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Naren. It's been a pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much. And I look forward to um, having you on our show so we can hear your story. Thank awesome. you all Thank for listening. You. God bless you. Have a good day. If you're struggling with your blogging, if you're looking for somebody to take to help you take your blogging to the next level, to help you publish ebooks, to help you through some of your technical aspects, if you have questions about social media and how to do social media, Katie Horner is your woman. She will encourage you, she will hold your feet to the fire, but she's also your biggest cheerleader. She made me realized that blogging was not just a hobby, but it was a job. She helped me take my blogging to a new level. She is amazing. Thanks for listening to the For Your Success podcast with Katie Horner, presented by bloggingsuccessfully.com. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.foryoursuccesspodcast.com. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, and for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.